I'm Jovan Musk. I'm his brother. You know, people don't talk about me. I'm cheap. I stink. <laughs> you can tell me South African. Do a South African accent. Hi, I'm Jovan. <laughs> I'm his black brother. <laughs> Elon is Brock. This is the new motherfucking intro. Because someone don't want their voice on the show. So now we have a new motherfucking intro. So sit back and enjoy the fucking show. Welcome to Decoding 40. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting episode of Decoding 40. It's uh, my favorite podcast, and I know it's your favorite podcast. My name is Alaric. I am the host this week, and I'm here with my boy. This is your G-I-L dot O dot, a.k.a. Mr. Melatonin. Yo, what's up? It's your boy, Ven in the building. Hope everybody's safe out there in radio land, like I usually say. Out there in radio land. Yes, because he is from the 1930s www.decoding40.com forward slash you don't forget the forward slash g-o-o-g-l-e i'm the old man when i talk about the internet i always say www <laughs> mcgillicuddy is what we call it. <laughs> the, the you know they got this new fangled thing called the uh what do they call it honey the electricity inter- the interweb the interwebs the googles they got the websites Googles. and stuff. I never thought Spider-Man was that powerful where he had websites. It's crazy. The, the internets. The internets. They're crazy. So, fellas, uh, what's been going on in your lives? It has been a relatively quiet week, although I did uh, go into CVS, and that's why I called myself Mr. Melatonin, because I needed some more melatonin. I don't know if you guys remember, but I've talked about having trouble sleeping and insomnia, and my doctor suggested that I try melatonin. And it mm. turned out that it does work for me. Occasionally, I have to pop uh, a few more than uh, what is uh, recommended <laughs> on the bottle. But uh, it helps me sleep through the night because typically I was like sleeping for maybe an hour or two. And I'm a light sleeper. Mm. So if anything, if any sound happens in the street or my wife is up or something, it will wake me up and I'll just be up. And particularly if that happens like 11 or 12 or one, I'm up for the rest of the day. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. So trying to concentrate and, 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 you know, be coherent throughout the day is hard on two to three hours of sleep. So anyway, doctor prescribed, um, well, not, there's not a prescription, but he suggested that I try melatonin. Like I said, it worked. So I ran out, I went to CVS, went to go pick up some and I'm standing online and there's a white gentleman in front of me. And I'm minding my business, and I've got the two bottles uh, in my hand, and all I hear is, listen, white man, don't be looking at me like that. Oh, wow. I ain't homeless. I will fuck you up. <laughs> Do I want to turn around? <laughs> exactly. So I'm, I've am i got my two melatonin <laughs> bottles in my hand, and I'm thinking to myself, I don't want no trouble. He did say white sleep, man. man. I just want to sleep. That's all I, I want to do. I just want to get my pills. I want to go to sleep. I don't want no problems. So I turn and look to the brother and I'm I give him that we cool, right? <laughs> like this ain't hold between up, like, I'm not the white man in your brain. Because <laughs> if he's crazy, you can be you can exactly. be the white man. You know That's what I'm saying? So I was like, we kumbaya right now. So he just kind of looked at me and just looked back at the white guy. 
the white guy was I, I didn't even know what happened it was so fast he said something else basically he just kind of threatened him and said he would fuck him up if he looked back at him and i'm like yeah i just want to get out of the store at this point because yeah. i we had already had somebody shooting up a train station at that point or a train car and i'm like this yeah, anybody who seems off balance right now, right? It just is. It's it, it's got triggering it. way too much, and I just yeah. want to be out of that space. The threat was enough. Hmm. <laughs> the white man did not look back, and he got his things. He was checked out, and he moved on. I checked myself out, and I, I moved on. So, but I everybody's on edge in the city. That's what it it, it hmm. made me think mm-hmm. that like don't look at anybody with any ill content or trying to uh, make them feel in any type of condescending way. Right. You just better look at someone like you are ready to bake them a pie because anything else is going to set off some emotional trigger and they probably are going to come at you. What's wrong, John? Jesus Christ, Mary. All I did is go to the CVS. I went to get the chocolate, right? <laughs> this fucking black guy, he threatens to fuck me up for no reason. All I didn't I even was, think about the conversation that guy probably had when all, he got home. All I did was say, good evening. He didn't he even say anything. <laughs> he, just, he must have like, read my mind or something, because all I was thinking is, <laughs> what is this filthy nigger doing in the CVS? <laughs> and he just looked at me like he could read my mind. And he said, look at me again, white man. And he threatened me. You know, you know how the blacks get. They get real tough and braggadocious. There was one on the line behind me. He didn't want any, he didn't want any problems. He didn't want no problems. The black they behind me problems. didn't want no problems. The black guy, he, you know, the other black guy behind me, the cool one, he kind of looked at the other one to got to give some sort of, am I cool look? He just left me out to dry. Where's the humanity? Yo, I'm not he here to try to help me. I'm not here to save anybody. But that was just a bizarre moment. I mean, I felt threatened. Like it, it was it was almost like I could understand how white people feel when black people get very aggressive with them. Not even but that's aggressive. New York right now. That's that is what, New York. That is New York. The crazy shit is B is that I, I when I went into the city, the last time I went into the city, I think it was to go see Moonchild or whatever, but the, the entire energy of the city is kind of crazy. And I drove through there. It just is different now. You just see people out there and they're just they're not being apologetic about it you know what i mean it's like you're not going to say anything you're not going to stop me i'm gonna be as Absolutely. crazy as i want to be Absolutely. and what the fuck are you going to do about it well they had free reign for two and a half years now all of right. a sudden people want to come yeah. back out in the streets these are my streets right so like folks like us we're going back into the wilderness they've yeah. been in the wilderness yeah you know how many fucking COVID bears I fought out here in these streets? <laughs> <laughs> you, you simply adapted to the dog. Yeah, I was born. I was, bo- I was born in it. Yes. <laughs> oh, I am COVID man. Yo, this shit is it is bananas out there though. Right. So, and my other check in is, uh, you know how I love to talk about how repugnant the MTA uh, system is. Just another little ditty that happened the other day. My son and I were waiting for the train and this guy was rushing past us. And it turns out he was vomiting as he was walking past us. Oh, my God. So there's a trail of vomit leading from him into the garbage can. The problem is the garbage can that he threw, uh, threw up in was one that was being held by a custodian of the station oh fuck if i could tell you what the custodian's face looked like he was so disgusted 
that wow. he really wanted to punch this guy in the face. And I felt bad because the guy was clearly sick. Right. But he the fact that he threw up in this man's garbage can was just like it was like he had had enough. He didn't even clean up the throw up. He just walked away and just I don't I think he put the garbage. He just put the, he closed the lid and just put the garbage can in whatever that uh, he probably booked sick. He was like, I'm not doing this today. Fuck this yeah. bullshit. I'm out. It, he, he, it felt like he left for the day. He, probably, he, yeah. he, he put the garbage can in, in whatever that storage facility I'm is done, on, nigga. on the platform. And just the weird thing about it, as people were getting off the next train that came in the station, yeah. they were walking through the vomit oh, my God. without knowing it. And I was like, this is so disgusting. I, really I can't hope even take it right now. Nobody had that, that this on. That little thing just turned my stomach. Yo, it, bro, it was so nasty. It was like, and I, I wanted to like, in my mind, I'm screaming at them, like, look down. Yeah. There's vomit everywhere. <laughs> I would rather walk through a field of dog shit than to step in somebody's vomit. vomit. Yeah. And fresh vomit at that. <sighs> Straight from the bottom. As I'm saying it, I actually could smell it right now. But the funny thing is, I couldn't Ooh. smell it then because the smell of urine and, and doodle <laughs> was so strong in the station <laughs> that it over was over, <laughs> my nose was overcome oh, with that. Functions oh, were fighting. Exactly. exactly. Vomit. I see your vomit <laughs> with three turds and a bucket of urine. Vomit comes in a distant third when it comes to urine and, and uh, uh, doodle. So <laughs> I think that the top number one repugnant smell of New York on a hot summer day has to be garbage truck juice. Yeah. Of course. I, I would, juice. I would, urine is a close second. Garbage truck juice probably includes urine. <laughs> it, it includes everything. <laughs> Joe, I'm just, I'm just guessing. That, because, that's the last thing they add to it. To, yeah. to thicken it up. Right. Did you say to thicken it up? To thicken it up. They add a little urine to it, you know? <laughs> so it, when, it, when it hits the fucking pavement, it starts to stick, you know? Yeah, a little, little extra shit. spice. The other yeah. day, I, I had my mask on. That was the other thing that helped. I had my mask on. So the other day, I had my mask on. And then at my station, there's a crew of homeless people that live there, and they are very entertaining. As a matter of fact, I'm going to send you the videos after this to let you know how entertaining they are. I don't know what drugs they're doing, but the drug basically gets the boogie in them. All they want to do is dance. But they're actually, they're apparently using the station as their bathroom as well. So the smell just is permeating throughout the entire station. That's that new Studio 54 drug. Yeah. If you want to dance. Exactly. And matter of fact, they are, <laughs> they are in, in their mind, they're probably at Studio 54. So the other day we get off the I get off the uh, the train and somehow the smell gets captured into my mask and mm. I'm like oh my god I'm I'm choking on the smell so I I'm walking up the steps so I I pull the mask off it's still in the air and I feel like now it's in my lungs and I'm thinking did I piss on myself? Because <laughs> the smell is so strong that I cannot... Have I soiled myself? Surely I've soiled myself. The it smell smells so bad 
It made you question your own sanity. Exactly. <laughs> and I was like, this is too strong for me to still be smelling it. Because I'm outside at this point. <laughs> like you're caught in the matrix in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a jug of urine. Right. Exactly. So so there it is. Um, you know, oh uh, if you need melatonin, order it online. Because <laughs> don't go to see The bums are around. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm I told you guys a couple of weeks ago, I'm so in the market for a vehicle right now, it's not mm-hmm. even funny. There's only so many number of weeks I'll be able to deal with this MTA. I feel you. Man, that's crazy. It is. You are now listening to Decoding 40. What's going on with you, Vin? Nothing much, man. I, I, you know, speaking of MTA, one of uh, one of my friends reached out to me and just to check up on me. You know, one of my one of my coworkers, and you were just talking about talking about all this stuff, L, and it always brings back memories because I was living in that shit for a while. Being a part of that entire the anus of a New York essentially is what the subway system is. By the um, way, I, I just want to point out: since you have now stopped working there, you seem a lot happier, sir. I am happier in a lot of ways. Uh, I'm sure there's some financial stuff. Yeah, you well, you know what? I'm, I'm just I'm, saying in terms of quality yeah. of life. Of course. Yeah, of course. You know, be, and, and and you say that because I was going to I was just about to kind of get to that. When you say that, I think about it. And when I watch it on the news, how fucked up shit is right now for regular everyday people. I can't even imagine what the employees are going through. You know, again, one of my friends reached out to me. I haven't haven't reached back out to her just to see how she's doing. But. It's crazy because when I watch the news now, I'm just like kind of taken aback. But I'm I'm happier now, I'm more relaxed, definitely, um, than being in that fucking place. You know, I, I was ready to really be when I tell you right now, when I heard about that shooting, honestly, I thought it was a worker. Mm, I thought really? it was a worker. Oh yeah. I thought it was either a worker who was let go, a worker who was extremely disgruntled, a worker who maybe they fucked with his money, who knows? But when they when they first talked about that whole them wearing a vest thing, I was like, uh, it could be an employee because, you know, transit be on some shit. You know but we I mean? never talked about that. What what do you think about that? Cuz Frank James was he was a wild boy, and this is I have always said, I don't like fidgety people. I don't like fidgety people in my area or my my circumference at all because that it's triggers me fidgeting I think ass. Something. yeah i don't like it i if you are moving too much nigga l's like i don't even like niggas who be using them fidget wheels man get no. that shit out of here i don't want nothing don't <laughs> no be fidgeting spin. don't be spinning <laughs> shit in front of me nigga don't do nothing like that you fidget i don't son. like it. it 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 makes it rubs me incredibly the wrong way so what i mean what do you think about that though because one I thought it was weird that it took them so long to identify him. Not, not long, mm-hmm. but yeah. um, they said the camera was out at that station or one of the cameras out. I don't know if they were just saying that or if it was actually out. Uh, I mean, it probably was out. But the thing is, is that, you know, most of the cameras that you see out in the open don't work because wow. they're old and they're only they're only closed circuit TV. So they're not recording anything They're You can see the train and you can see the conductor can see who's on the platform, but it's not recording anything. Your recording is recordings normally take place near the um, token booth. So the picture that they captured, what where did that come from? That looks like it was an overhead of the token booth area. Mm. 
the one I saw was it was there was a camera there. They keep the camera where the money is. They want to see if people are illegally swiping or whatever. But the thing mm-hmm. is, is that a lot of these stations don't have man booths anymore. True. It'll, it'll be like every other station or across the street has a guy. And right. that person is so into whatever HBO special they're watching, they're not even looking at what's going on. <laughs> you know, I, I've had I've had problems even getting through gates before with full uniform on and everything. Like I'm trying to respond to something. And the motherfucker looking at me like I'm crazy, talking about I need to swipe. Mm. And then I would, you know, pull out my key and go through the gate anyway. But, you know, it's just. What I found of- interesting, I thought MTA bit because of the picture clarity was so clear on the news. But typically what they release in terms of the picture when they're trying to find someone is very grainy yeah. and, and, and you know, unclear and you can't really tell the details. The picture that they released you could probably see the 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 hair coming out his nostrils. It was that clear. Well, they do have high quality cameras in certain locations, and I, and I'm not sure where it happened or where he was. But if that station had just been rehabbed, it would have had very it was in good Brooklyn. Cameras. I can't remember. It was like 25th, yeah, 28th. Yeah, yeah. The, the, that particular station where it happened, that where mm-hmm. he came into, is a it's a transfer point. Mm-hmm. So you have several lines running through this. So more than likely that station has up-to-date equipment in it just because it's a busy station and uh it's the neighborhood as well where that happened that is you know it's not poor it's not rich but motherfucking no it's up and coming and it's, yes it's and people are paying money file. around yep. there and yeah so and not only that there's a major train yard not too far from mm-hmm. that location so a lot of that area is you know, relatively new when it comes to camera equipment. And a lot of that stuff has been updated, especially when they put the new, um, the turnstiles that take the, uh, the Omni. The Omni. So anywhere that that's happening, there's going to be at least an up-to-date system to, you know, up-to-date meaning five or six years old. You know what I mean? I, I realize I'm hijacking your check-in, but what do you feel about the the Omni system? Just like anything else they get is is probably old and antiquated and it's the lowest bid. I don't know. I wouldn't trust it because, again, it's too many motherfuckers who can hack into shit. The last thing that they really care about is security when it comes to the consumer. I was trying to think they about really what don't. they have over in England. I think it's the Oster card. It's, or it's like pretty that. much. Yeah, it's pretty much the same yeah. system. It's pretty but, much the same system. But it's, it's great that you can you can just swipe your credit card. You think it's great? Yeah. I don't have a I don't have a Metro card. My 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 wife borrowed my Metro card in twenty in the in January twenty twenty. <laughs> she never gave one. It she never gave it back. I think it probably was about to expire. I, I might have had some money on it, and um, she never gave it back. So like the few times that we've met up and I've taken the train, I just swiped my. So, but I'll use my credit card. I won't use my bank card. Any concerns about Big Brother? tracking no. your movements you don't, you they, don't they already, the metro card was the same thing yeah no, just, i know i was just asking it's just a two-step process versus a one-step process yes you know, my we, wife and i were having this conversation i was like you you realize they were already tracking you it's not yeah. even a matter oh, yeah. of between yeah. your between your phone and you swiping your, your card. right i mean your phone is pinging all over the place as far yeah. as your location mm-hmm. the, the free wi-fi down there is not free right it's just to track you yeah. yeah, I mean, there's right. always if, if it's free, you know that you are the uh, what did they say? If it's free, you know, that you're the product. Right. Exactly. Well, I mean, other than the uh, the MTA questionnaire that I just received, uh, I really don't have 
<laughs> question and answer section. Sir, uh, uh, you in the background? Yeah, you, sir. I'll take your question next. No, um, other than that, man, everything's cool. Still riding that vacation high and feeling good. And I came back with a renewed purpose to kind of really start focusing on things. This was like everything prior to me going away was like, I'm waiting to go away. And then coming back was like, all right, now time to get into what the fuck, whatever you got to get into to make this ball start rolling. Mm. So I've been very productive with the editing and everything else. I actually gave some of it over to uh, Cuba because I want to get this project done and I wanted to start the next one. But um, I took some time to reflect and, and think about things and, and I know what I need to do uh, one way or the other. But it's scary and I'm a little nervous about the future, but I have a little cushion in the bank and hopefully that will help me get through the next year and, and things happen in the next year. Uh, if I start an OnlyFans, I don't care. Oh man, I'm gonna, I'm going to hope and pray that uh, this path <laughs> of uh... <laughs> hey man, do you son? Do you? Wow, that baby made fifty three million. You don't know what you you don't know. <laughs> Actually, you know what, nigga, I make fifty I... cents on OnlyFans. <laughs> You might make fifty three. I'm gonna take that back. You're right. A bad baby made what, what was it? Fifty two, fifty three million. Do you? But because you know, I, I I ain't gonna front. I saw that headline. And I was like, word, word, fifty three million. Shit, if I can get five hundred thousand, like I'm good. I mean, can can I do this without revealing my identity and and just still get some money? <laughs> this nigga wears a Spider Man mask and rubs uh, <laughs> gelatin on himself. Calamine lotion, lotion all over. Calamine lotion all over himself. But uh, no, with fifty-three million dollars, she's creating generational wealth, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody said the next generation, they're gonna talk about it came from it's butthole money. Like mm. I don't care what money it came from. Your granny made your made her money in in butthole. Well, granny did her thing. Because if your grandmother gave you fifty-two million dollars, would you really care what it came from? Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> It spends the same. Exactly. I, I would be showing you my grandma's booty hole right oh. now to tell you, show and you where it came is, from. And this is a picture of my grandmother's <laughs> bitch where all this money came from. I feel like that might be too much sharing, but okay. Grandma's vag on the plates. Anyway, that's my time. That's my check-in. Nice. All right. Well, if you um, if you do promote OnlyFans, uh, good luck. Not in your life. I'll do that. <laughs> I would say that, but I, 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 you know, I can't say that. Oh, girl said she she made fifty two million. I, I was like, can't knock the hustle. There was a lot of men waiting for her to turn eighteen. Obviously, that's she made. They said she made that shit in like seven days. No, it was seven days. It was months over a, over a course of a year. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. If it's seven days or seven years, it's fifty million dollars. I wouldn't give a shit. But right. she made that money relatively quickly. And she, just so I'm clear, is this uh, catch house? me outside? Yeah, yeah, catch me outside. Okay. How about that? Okay. How about that? You got to, you don't forget the how about that? Yo, she owes Dr. Phil some coins. Yeah. I mean, don't pay him, but I'm just saying he definitely <laughs> he, he definitely put her on the map. Well, there needs to be a re a reunion show with her and, and Dr. Phil. Did she smack her moms or she just was talking shit to her moms? I think she was just talking crazy. Okay. That, that shit, that shit was that that shit was all orchestrated for her to to, to become who she was, man. That's, that's you think so? You really the father, no, the father, into no, no, these like complicated conspiracy theories. No, 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 no. no. I'm not. You I, can't I'm not, predict that. I'm not. Right? I'm not, How? I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this. This. I read an article oh. today that okay. about her father. Mm-hmm. What was father, the article her, from? 
I don't remember the the, uh, the article was from. It was, uh, was, it was it a internet. blog or was it an actual uh, journalistic? Uh, it it looked like a journalistic thing because there was a, they were questioning the father. It looked like okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well, was it from New York <laughs> Times or was it from you know a credible source? Was it from Blavity? That's what I'm trying to understand. Nah, it wasn't. It wasn't from none of that bullshit. What it was, what he was saying was the whole OnlyFans thing that his daughter got involved with mm-hmm. was she was like coached or pushed there by a lot of people okay like well he had lost custody he had a custody battle with the mother lost custody of his of his daughter hasn't been able to be in his daughter's life and he said that a lot he he not saying there was an evil man behind us like that there was a lot of manipulation because a lot of people were pushing her towards that shit like oh well why don't you just do this or why don't you do that and then the only fan shit came out of nowhere and she made that money but he feels like his daughter's being used like a porn art, porn actress right now. Absolutely. I, well, man, this doesn't, sound, this doesn't sound like a long-term plan from the time she was on Dr. Phil. No, 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 so, no, no, no. I, 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 I think that, you know, she, well, it's funny because she, she says that she doesn't want to be known as that anymore. She doesn't want to be the catch me outside girl anymore. She wants to be known as the only fans. I don't know if she wants to be only fans or respected as an as an artist because she did do the whole rap album thing and I think she had she oh, went on God. tour. Yeah, but yeah. OnlyFans came after that. Of yeah. course. Because and she made, if if you made over fifty million dollars, like seriously, at this point, just take the money I and go away. Fuck. I wouldn't care about anybody. Fifty million dollars. I'd go the fuck away to Aruba. Right. Absolutely. Oh, there you go with Aruba. So you should make some more time. So you guys both have daughters. I mean, I have a son and they're still kids. Your daughter decides to get an OnlyFans and she makes fifty million dollars on it. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts as a father? <laughs> this this is not the direction I would want my daughter to go in, but I would want to know that she's in control of her business. Mm. If that is the direction she decides that she wants to be in, what am I gonna do? Disown her? Tell her I don't love her anymore? I don't like I'm it. Probably gonna say I would be happy. I don't like it. But look, make sure you get your money mm-hmm. and don't let any mother don't let anyone else get in your pockets. I'm not participating. Ben, mm-hmm. uh, I'm along with Rick. You know, I would be I wouldn't be happy about it. I'd be extremely upset. But then I also know, you know, I can't control you can control your child. But so much, you know, and legally at 18, based on what America thinks. And the law, she is an adult. Mm. She can do what she want to do. Like I said, I wouldn't participate. I'd be, I'd be unhappy. But you know, I would be more worried about people at that point. Fifty million dollars. People get killed for fifty million dollars. People get yeah. killed for five thousand mm. dollars. So I would she, be more worried about her in that. Who's hand, Who's helping her out? Who's around her? Who's trying to give her drugs? Who's trying to? That, that's more. That to me is is worse than her sharing sharing her body on OnlyFans. Yeah. I'm more worried about the after effects of that shit. Yeah, now that you say, people, yeah. Now that you say that, that's probably the one of the dumbest things she could have done because nobody would have known she was making that much. Right, money. right. Oh, yeah. And I, I, now I would be now you're a target. Yeah, yeah I, I would bet a uh, hundred million dollars if I had it that she did not put that information out and someone else put that information out to box her in. No, she was bragging about it. Was she? She tweeted something about it. They were saying something. They were trying to belittle her on some, you're just a cash me outside girl. And she retorted with, well, I'm yada, 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 but I oh, made $50 million dollars on, on. She Twitter. is a dumb, dumb. Yeah. She said that shit out there by herself. She put that out there. 
I think mm-hmm. she re- she tweeted something to that effect because someone was coming at her. I have fifty million dollars. I don't care what you say. You don't yeah. say nothing to anybody. And she and and the thing is, is that she's trying to be hood and hip hop and all that other bullshit. But there are real goons out there, right? You know what I mean? There are people out there who will snatch Wolves her up. Are hungry and they stay they will, hungry. Nigga, ribs is touching. Mm. Okay, they will fucking snatch her the fuck up. And she could she's be up for ransom. Come on, how not even her, you? her parents, of anybody yeah. of anybody that's close to her, can be snatched up, including her. They might not even kidnap her. They're just gonna put pressure on her. Show up to where she's at. They do that to rappers all the time. You're an easier target because you don't even have anybody around you like right. that. You don't have that infrastructure. Yeah, that's built for that. Mm. You don't have anybody around you like that. <laughs> that'd be yeah, they'd be telling you her, might have some bodyguards catch but, us outside. How she's about that? She's not going to come outside like that. Mm. She's definitely not going to be coming outside like that. Who outside? Yeah. Who outside out there? That's yeah, that was that was the dumbest thing she could have done is let people know she has that much money. But that's now that, you are you are a target. And, and I don't mean bullshit, though. And I, I, I don't even mean like the thieves in the street because the thieves in the street can only get so much of her money. Now we're talking about the sharks in the industry mm. are coming after that money, and they're gonna get as much of it as they can possibly get. The lawyers, gonna, the, the plastic oh, yeah. surgeons, the, the the all of it, the managers, scumbags, the yeah. agents. They're gonna they're gonna nah, 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 your your financial advisor. I just read a story that um Tim Duncan's financial advisor stole like twenty million dollars of his money. Had him investing, what? had him investing in four different companies that the advisor secretly owned. It's mm. so wow. twenty million dollars. Mm. He got caught, and he was doing jail time. But the 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 I think the court only ordered him to pay back seven point five million of it, and he stole twenty. Yeah, I'm sorry, but I got to put my foot in his ass. Yeah, we gotta we gotta meet back sixteen point five back, million uh, times. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta meet back in the alley because uh, I got to uh, take some money. Ass and yeah. now they're lining up at her door. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna try to eat eat you, as you know, much of that fifty million dollars as they possibly can. And mm. you know what it is is that this is how this is how you hear you know what happened to Britney Spears in regards to conservative ship. They start then they'll start saying that she's crazy. And they need to take control of her fucking money. Yeah. And then once they run through all of it, they'd be like, you know what? Here, you I don't know. Brittany was a little crazy, though. Well, true. But, but well, I guess the outside ain't a little think, off. Well, yeah. But I do think, I don't know, man. I I always have a problem with people trying to control other people. Yeah. In terms of the best case scenario, the Allen Iverson situation is probably the best constructed deal that I've seen in terms of someone controlling someone else's money because he's always going to have guaranteed money. He couldn't get access to it for a certain period of time. And now, you know, as he gets older, he'll always have enough money to be able to maintain himself and his family. Mm-hmm. That I get. Britney Spears, yo, I don't know how old she is, but I look at her Instagram, Instagram a couple of times. And it always weirds me out. And I'm like, I don't know if this person is in control of their faculties. Probably not. That's that whole, that's that Disney programming and shit. Anyway, how the fuck did we get here? I don't know, but let's, let's just do one. It's a tangent. Thank you for your check-in, Vin. What's good, people? This is Alaric. If you like the show, then make sure you subscribe to Decoding 40 on IG, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Tumblr, Reddit, um, Tumblr, did I say Tumblr? Fluor. 
That's new. It's brand new. Just came out. Fluke, Etsy, Pinterest, Friendster, Hamster, X Hamster. Oh, wait. That's my private account. Don't follow that. Well, I have a very short check in. It was a very beautiful day today. Took the kids to the playground. And um, where I live is near um, a playground that's half the playground. Half of the people that come to the playground are Hasidics. Half of them, uh, the people that come to the playground are black, mostly Caribbean. And it's a very interesting dynamic. We don't, they don't talk at all. Hasidics don't talk to blacks. Blacks don't talk to Hasidics. And it's sort of weird because we're all there with our kids playing in the park. And the kids don't play together either, which is another weird thing. That's interesting to me because I assumed the way you had framed it, the kids were playing together, but no. the parents were not uh, talking. Really? No, no. And now I'm observing how the kids are moving around and who they're running around with. But I'm sure that they also know the kids that they're playing with because they could be family you know, live in the same block or their parents are friends, so they know each other. But, you know, I would like to see more of an exchange, especially since we've been we've been sharing neighborhoods for so long, whether you're talking about Crown Heights, whether you're talking about um, Flatbush, whether you're talking about, you know, other neighborhoods where the dividing line, there is no dividing line, like they're your neighbors. But um, it just it seems like it's a very insular community and that and it's always been that way but i you know you can't you can't just say that it's them just not sharing but i mean but how do you overcome that you know i don't know actually i i i was asking that rhetorically but i think the way that you do it is someone has to reach out to the other side so are you that person i think i could be i'll engage a little bit probably before the pen or just just after it was safe to go outside pandemic, like maybe it was 2021, I took my kids to that same playground and um, there was a Hasidic gentleman there who's a photographer and we we were just sitting on the bench and we were, he had his camera and we got to talking about photography. You know, there's people who hold cameras well. And um, then he asked if he could take a picture of my daughter. And it's time... <laughs> At the time, my daughter was wearing two plaits that came down like this. And he thought she was a little boy. I'm like, no, he's she's not a little Hasidic boy. She is a girl because uh, it, it kind of, I forgot what they call those curls, but it, it kind of looked like that. But, you know, we got to talking now and it was good. And like we're like connected on Instagram, but we mostly talk on some photography stuff. OK, so, yeah, I, I think I can I can be. Yeah, because you're right, because that's the point, is to find what where the common ground is. But I don't think anybody else is interested. That's the way I see it. No, I I, I would probably agree with you because we've yeah. sort of been conditioned that, I think you used the word um, insular, mm-hmm. um, that we do, in both instances, have sort of an insular community where yeah. it, it takes someone to kind of broach or, or, or shorten that gap in order to yeah. kind of create the community or the grander community that we that you're talking about so i don't know i I mean it's a great idea that you you're proposing is to build bridges across communities yeah i think we can we can absolutely help each other and the other thing um is this is all like uh playground politics watching my daughter like make friends in like a half a second 
and now they're running around holding hands and like this is my best friend right. uh, and i <laughs> and then we That's came home and i was like uh, i was saying uh what what's your friend's name from the playground and she was like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> easy come easy go was <laughs> Yeah, time, but time moves so much slower for them. That's why everything is, is she's my best this and my best that, yeah. you know? That's always a good thing when you when you know your children have the ability to make friends. But that's the innocence of being, she's four, right? Or five? She's five. She's five. That's the innocence of being five. Wait till she gets to about 11 or 12 or maybe mm-hmm. as early as 10. And then it's back. Then it's, I'm too awkward. And blah, blah, blah. That's when the insecurities start to play in, right. in, uh, after they get to a certain age. Because I know I'm dealing with that with my daughter. And it's with girls more than boys. Because, you know. that. No, the, the, I wouldn't the, say more than boys. I'm telling you. Uh, the deck is stacked towards girls because of body issues and everything. And I'm sure boy, boys. Same thing with shit. boys. I'm yeah, telling you. Yeah, but girls more than anything. Girls, that shit is. That's in. I'm not saying boys don't. But I say girls more than anything. They have to deal with that shit on a bigger scale than boys do. It, and it is. I guess I'm looking at it from a different perspective, but just cultural identity, physical appreciation, and and body appreciation, and and all of that stuff, and 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 just trying to reassure them that they are enough. Of course, is, uh, it's is, a, is a it's constant. A lot. Yeah, it's a constant. It's a lot. Uh, 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 uphill battle. Uphill battle, right. It's an uphill battle because we're going against and just being a child, an adolescent, and then factor in like you just, you, you allude to race and, and, and culture. Mm-hmm. It's like it's so much more that not only do you have to, you got to love yourself 10 times more than anybody else because there's people, there's forces out there that are telling you you ain't shit 10 times more than the average person, right? So right. you're combating all of those things my you listen she's going to be 15 and it's a lot, it's a lot. it is i mean because i think it's about it in in these terms where you know because your son's this your eldest is the, the same man it's a yeah. lot i'm trying to raise sons mm-hmm. who will be responsible and as whole partners mm-hmm. to whoever they decide to be with mm-hmm. and that's getting them to understand that they have to be able to be communicative and they have to Mm -hmm. be able to self-assess and all of those things that I wish I had been given some access to through my twenties. So I can start it. So I could have started to do the work. I'm trying to help them get at least a glimpse of that. So they understand that. Yeah. One, nobody's perfect out here, but it's imperative that you do the work on yourself so you can be a whole person. So if you decide to be in a relationship that you shed some of the baggage that you may have accumulated over the cross, you know, the course of being reared, you know, in this house, because obviously I'm I'm adding something to them that probably shouldn't be added because of my own experience. Right. But then they have to be able to be able to shed that. So, yeah, I, I get it. No, there's there's different focuses or 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 or. or um, things that we have to consider when we're raising different types of kids, mm-hmm. but it's all for the, the the purpose of trying to raise self-actualized individuals who, who can move in this world as whole and as, as, as positive as possible. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I think what you guys are saying right now is so important and 
is is really helpful to somebody like me because I'm like I'm now just laying the groundwork, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like this is just the the first the first uh, the first brick in this mm-hmm. building mm-hmm. of this person. But this is oh, you're also, beyond brick. You you you're like. Mm-hmm. You you you, you yeah, built the stacks stacks up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, got, you got the you got the first floor and a half. Right, yeah. right, right. You, you got know, foundation. You got the basement. Done. You, yeah. yeah, oh, that's yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, but this is also part of the reason why I'm so adamant about the type of interactions they have with media, because mm. it's at this age that it, it creates the most mm. damages in mm. terms of, of how they see themselves and in, in their self-esteem. Right. So if they're only if if they're I'm not saying that they're only seeing images that are 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 going to build them up, but then uh, anything that I see that might not be in support of that, it's out of there. I'm not engaging with that. They don't need it. Like mm-hmm. people are like, oh, you don't Disney. I'm like, nah, this is not for them. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in that messaging that tells my daughter that she's going to be the person that we we, we want her to be. There's nothing in those messages. So we'll we'll choose different pathways. We'll di- mm-hmm. we'll choose different messages for her. At least for now. And then you know eventually she's going to make her own decisions. She's going to be able to control her own media at some point in her life and the decisions that she makes will be based on a better foundation mm-hmm. in my opinion. You know what? We as parents, we do the best we can and hopefully have the money for the therapy that <laughs> they might have to go through and we do the best we can because the the way the way you know you have the no disney policy and we're kind of the same way you know we 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 did have the princess and the frog and some of the other stuff and she saw a lot of that stuff as a kid and pepper the pig and all those other cartoons but i'm sure she'll have an issue with something just like your your oldest will come home one day at 12 and be like you didn't ever saw you didn't show me cinderella and it ruined my childhood you don't know what the fuck (laughs) these kids are going to get mm. in a tizzy over yeah. because a lot of this stuff. And, and, you know, my wife and I, we joke sometimes and we know it's different. Of course we grew up differently from them. And my wife be like, yo, these kids is on, they, they, they're weak sauce. Like their whole steez sometimes is so like dramatic and all the other stuff. But then you got to figure like, well, they're just different than us. Mm. They're not built the same. And we kind of created these monsters because mm-hmm. we gave them everything we didn't have. We exposed mm-hmm. them to everything that we may not have wanted to, but we put a fucking iPhone in their hand or we put a uh, whatever in front of their hand or some computer in their hand and they saw something. And even if you keep that shit away from them, they're going to have a friend who has all those accoutrements. Yeah. And they're going to see mm-hmm. shit regardless of what we try to do or we don't do. They're going to see it. Yeah, they're curious, right? There's, so, a, there's a meme is, that um, is I came across. I have that, to set the standard. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, of course. There's a meme I came across where, um, and I, I later found out that it's sort of amalgamated with fake and, and realness. But the, the gist of it is tough times create strong people. The way it goes is the first person in the generation to be the strongest will have a Mercedes. The second person will have a Lamborghini. Eventually, the person uh, in that lineage will be walking or ride a camel is actually what it uses. Because it's it's saying that as you, as the generations go and as easier as it gets, it becomes harder for that next generation 
to have the impetus and the strength to deal with stuff. So they have to revert back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then they are in turn forced to deal with tough times, which then reinvigorates the circle. And I was I was talking to my wife about this because I was like, and then I, I kind of came down off the mountain. <laughs> I was wondering, are we giving these boys too much? And have we made them too comfortable? Because everything that they want, they get. Yeah. That was and, not my experience. And on top of that, L, they think they're entitled to it. <laughs> exactly. Real and, quick, real quick. I'm sorry, but real quick. My daughter, supposed to do homework, does the homework. We said, well, you got to do the homework and we'll see if you can go out. She does the homework and then starts get, starts picking out outfits and starts getting ready this morning. <laughs> Right. She's getting ready. Like, oh, I'm, I'm, I did my work. Not I've done my work. Do you think I can go out? That's right. something that we would have done because we exactly. would have had to have done that. Exactly. It, it's it's not it's not guaranteed just because you did the homework. We're going to let you go to fuck out. You're supposed to at least ask. No, she started getting ready. And that pissed my wife off mm. because that's something we as children couldn't do. Mm-hmm. And it's like, who the fuck do you think you are that you think you could just get up? start getting ready like oh i did my work so let me go do my thing and i right. said you know what and and i said i didn't mind i wanted you know go ahead and go out right so my thing was in her mind it was like well i fulfilled whatever bargaining was in her mind like right but right. it's this entitlement this is oh this is both of my kids this is both of my kids of first of all my youngest he is committed to negotiating so <laughs> all of them. So, <laughs> soon as it's like, like, you eat her. <laughs> right. Soon as yeah, it's well, like a conversation, he's like, all right, well, if I why? do this, mm-hmm. then am I going to be able to do this? Yes. And how long not, is this going to last? Right. How long is this going to last? How, how, how long is this punishment going to last? Exactly. I got to know. I got exactly. I got to play. I got to make plans after I my have, punishment. I have to make plans around what you have prescribed as a punishment for me. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah it's it's very it's very different. And then part of it is built on the fact that I I know personally for me, and I was thinking about this today, that certain things that I didn't have. And I know, you know, when I was young, I was like, if I'm a dad, I'm gonna make sure my kids have X. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with that baggage. But at the same time, I was thinking about, and I got to talk to my mom. She doesn't listen to the show because it's too raunchy. But if she did, I would say to her, I, as the older I get, and the more I, you know, I, I get, steeped into this parenthood, I understand the challenges that come with being a parent and trying to balance giving your kids as much as you can and mm-hmm. still trying to make them understand the appreciation for the things that they have. Yeah. And it's tough, particularly as a, well, I don't have to deal with it as a single parent, but her as a single parent, I'm, I'm looking at it from a different lens and I'm appreciating more about what she had to go through in terms of trying to navigate that space. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Here's one thing about that taking for granted that I I really feel like I need to correct now is that um, my kids think that you just, you want something, you just order it from Amazon. Yeah. It just shows up. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's no connection to we work hard you don't you don't see us. Oh, I miss you. I want you to. That's why. That's how we get Amazon to, right. to send those things exactly. is by not being home. Are they on Amazon already? 
are they on Amazon? No, oh, they are. But, okay, Wait, but you, but they'll just you're, say you're gonna love that. <laughs> but they'll just say, uh, oh, sure. oh, I because my, you know, my oldest is on Amazon. I want a new you know book about yeah. blah blah blah. Yeah. Oh, just get it on Amazon, mom. Yeah, really? Yeah, but wait till she Who starts. Pays for that? Yeah, we like. Do you have money? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my they, they, like, they, yeah, that, I have money. It's, it's, it's so detached. <laughs> right. That's the other piece. They it's actually so have money. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I have money. <laughs> Going to my account. Yeah. My, pin, yes. my pin code is. They yeah. both the, these both of these kids have debit cards. Hmm. Well, you did that. Right. And, but that's what I'm saying. Like setting them up where I want them to understand how to use these things. Right. But they don't have the other piece that how the money gets into those accounts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen. Because it's not and, real money. It's not and real it doesn't, money. And, and really, and to be honest with you, Rick, and Elk has attested to this, and you can attest to it too, Rick, is how many times do they get gift cards and shit? So, like, that shit is like... Exactly. Exactly. They don't exactly. even see the money anymore. Right. It's a gift card. So right. it doesn't even exist. It's zeros and ones. Like, That's my daughter's... She's on Amazon. We can't even put anything in that motherfucker without I go. Oh, so I saw you was getting these new headphones. You're getting headphones. Why the fuck are you looking at my list? Look at my shit. Get out of my fucking list. I can't listen. Me and the wife can't order anything crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? What do we want to have some, you know, some, you know. You gotta, get a oils for the you gotta get you know a I mean? we gotta account. get we gotta get a fucking a ghost account. Yeah, yeah. This kid. Oh, what are you, how are you writing this? Oh, I see you're gonna buy some new. Well, oh, I I saw that on the list and that looks really nice. What the fuck? <laughs> and then coming to me, you know, I have some things on my list that I want. Fuck out of here! <laughs> and then be indignant about the shit. Well, just put it on the card. I mean, just, just put it on the card. Yeah, just put, put it on the, on the fucking card. card. I said, do you understand how much money that shit is? Yeah, they don't. Like, yo, they absolutely they have, no, have clue. no clue. Yo, you know what the funny shit was the other day? My daughter goes, "Why don't you just get a new car?" Wow. The Whatever the fucking and I, I got a you know I got a decent car. All right, I got a, I got a very nice car. Yes, you that do. I, that Absolutely. I picked, that I paid off. Great, right? Oh, just getting a car. I said, well, what's wrong with this? I said, well, how much does a new car cost? And me and my wife are sitting there. I think my wife had asked, well, do you know how much she was like? Well, like what is it like three thousand dollars? I said, no. <laughs> Three thousand dollars? Do you think that twenty sixteen in the fucking in the driveway is thirty? I said when I bought that car, I paid over twenty three thousand for that car. She goes, "You paid how much?" I said, "Yeah." So then my wife, she says something the next day. My wife was like, "Look, you if you think don't even have this conversation with it. Right. You think it costs three thousand dollars? Just go somewhere, exactly, because they have no fucking clue. Yeah, exactly. It's it's funny. Uh, my wife and I." go through this with my oldest like all his sneakers now are over a hundred dollars and unless i find a sale which i desperately try to find and i say to my he doesn't care about sneakers in my mind the 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 scene that always comes to my head is from paid in full when he's like you don't want to be a poop putt and he's showing his kid how to clean his sneakers my sons couldn't care less about cleaning sneakers they literally come in kick the sneakers off with their heels and they could be one sneaker could be sitting on the other sneaker and it would just it, it drives me insane and she i don't think she appreciates how crazy it drives me why don't you buy them shitty sneakers because that's a reflection of me no, and that's what i'm saying 
But well, wait, they, this is what I'm saying. This is what I said earlier in Converse. They will be just as happy. And it's not it's not like it doesn't have any style. Mm-hmm. Right. But then I'm thinking that's not going to be comfortable on his feet because I hate Converse. <laughs> well, yeah. So, you, but but you, it, you, but you, it you, becomes you, a reflection of yes, it's me it's, and what I want is because because what did I do when I was a kid? I wanted the Jordans. So yeah, now I'm in a you position. wanted the Jordan, but now I'm in a position I can buy him Jordans. I usually buy him new New Balance. Does does he he wears New Balance? He wears New Balance. The youngest wears the Jordans because okay, he has he a, wears new. A you know why he wears New Balance? My wife. No, you know why your oldest wears New Balance? Why? Because he probably has a wider foot and they're more comfortable. He does have a wider foot. Yes, and, that's exactly those, why. Those I, are I, very comfortable yes. shoes. That's why I they, choose New Balance for him. They look like oh. boxing rings on your feet. But they are comfortable <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> In this corner, <laughs> by the toe. <laughs> nah, but they comfortable as shit. They are comfortable because I they're know. stylish. They they fit his style. He's okay with them. My my wife wants to move him into uh, Jordans. I'm like, this kid does not. He's already son, at like ninety hundred. But you, she's talking about two hundred dollars sneakers, and I'm like, no, no, no. yo. And he don't. And he doesn't want them. He dresses it's not like that he doesn't want them. He doesn't care. He, sneak, sneakers are not his thing. Right. Like, sneakers that's are my thing. thing. Like that's mm. my thing. Like I, I like sneakers. I like can't make him like them though. Yeah, no, but my youngest fans he's into sneakers. So we have that in common. Okay, your, your youngest one likes sneakers. Yeah, he's he's in the sneakers. He doesn't. Yo, your, your oldest is like fuck this. I'm gonna be a tech giant. Let me get right, the, let me get the yeah, uniform right now. I got the sneakers. Exactly. I'm gonna he's make video the, games, Dad. I don't give a fuck about Jordans. Right. He likes hoodies. That's his thing. His, hoodies yeah. make him. That's his piece of article oh. clothing that he he feels connected with. You, you know what's the worst though? And 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 my youngest, she does this, and it irritates the fuck out of me. I can buy a brand new hoodie on Monday. <laughs> Come in, take it out the wrapper, and don't eat, I, like I can't even open that shit. And she's in the room. She's like a a hoodie crackhead. <laughs> <laughs> she sees the hoodie. Did you get a new hoodie? <laughs> Fucking Wednesday morning, I go to walk the dog. Where the fuck is my hoodie? It's on the youngest. <laughs> I had like, I literally bought her the same exact hoodie in her size, and she still wears my shit, yo. You feel, I, your I, your size feels better, yo. Yeah. I, I, and it smells like. It right. drives me crazy. Something, and she said, "Well, I just..." And then she hit me with the fucking heartstring, like the fucking mm-hmm. end of of different strokes episode. I wear it because it reminds me of you. <laughs> and I was like, "Really?" <laughs> well, the world don't that. move. Yeah, exactly. And the episode and the fucking tear down your eye. Yeah. yeah. I was like, "Yo, these kids. Oh man, you are gonna see? And you gotta, you gotta." Oh, a, a son too, Rick, and yeah, he's he's gonna be a big boy. He's gonna be barring oh, your yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna be he's, going through them sneakers. It's gonna be a challenge. He's gonna jeans be a challenge. In a, like yeah. every other six months. He's gonna, <laughs> damn it, man. Rich is gonna be wrapping his shit in fucking burlap. Like his feet are growing too fast. I can't keep up. <laughs> yeah, this kid, the old, the oldest dude, he is eleven and a half, twelve. Well, I saw men's the, shoes. Yes, I saw it. I saw at the, fourteen. Um, yes. I saw the video of you guys working out together. I mean, he's a big boy, man. He's he, not little. Dude, not... Yes. Okay, so I have I haven't seen him since year one. No, right? You haven't. Seen yeah, him. exactly. Yeah. I haven't seen him since then. Yeah, exactly. Wow. That's wow. That, that's like when you guys see my oldest when she was when she came to the podcast. She was all right, yeah, man. Yeah. 
you know, she was out with her, her friends. She was trying on dresses and she sent some pictures. And I was like, where did this child's body come right. from? Like, who the fuck is this? And all I can see is my mom. I see my right. wife. I see my right. oldest. It's crazy, man. It's it's a lot, man. It's a lot. Decoding 40. We did hit a record for check-ins. We... <laughs> Oh, one hour and two minutes. A one hour <laughs> check-in. It wasn't really a check-in. It was it, it morphed. It was a conversation. It was a check-in. But we were checking in with one another. We yeah. were checking in with each other. This is the title of this episode. That's, is, that's what it is, man. The check-in. Um you guys are are sort of giving me an insight into what to expect from different stages of you know my my kids' lives. And um I really appreciate you sharing that information with me. And because I think most dads don't get a chance to share that information and to sort of figure out what to expect and how to maneuver around mm-hmm. those, those obstacles. So I think that we, we shared a lot of good stuff. Yeah, man. I, I'm going to tell you right now, I think you're doing a great job. Well, both you guys, you know, you're doing a great job, Rick. I see uh, you're, you're definitely present and that's, that's the best thing you can do. I know sometimes I'm not always super duper present, but I also know that me and my youngest and my oldest, but me and my youngest are a lot alike. And I and I realized that the other day when we were leaving to come back to uh, to New Jersey from Aruba and we're at the airport and we're going through the process and we were there like the respected two hours before, but it was just slow. Mm. And both me and her had, the, I, I don't like the, that part of traveling. I hate mm. it. I fucking hate the airport. I hate them going through your shit. I hate the whole thing. And now we're trying to run to catch the plane. And we were like the last motherfuckers on the plane, right? But we both have the same anxiety. We both have, we're, we're both so much alike and it drives me crazy. Mm. But then at the same time, it's like, well, that's, I guess, my influence on her, right? Mm. Or just, I don't know what it is. But my wife just looked at both of us. She said, both of you motherfuckers are driving me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it. You're, you're just alike. You know what yeah. I mean? And sometimes we're alike and sometimes. But then you're going to see that with your son. Like you said that a, a couple of one or two shows ago where you talked about how he's hard headed. Yeah. He's stubborn. But it's a reflection of how you were or how you can mm-hmm. be. This yeah. Everybody is. You see that you see yourself in themselves. Yeah. And. She even said to me, I, oh, I can't, my daughter said, I can't stand that I'm, I'm so much like you sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know? It's funny because my oldest looks like my wife, but he acts like me. Mm-hmm. My youngest looks like me, but he acts like my wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I try to leave my oldest alone because now he's at an age that I distinctly remember. I remember 14. I remember not wanting people to mess with me at all. Mm-hmm. Just give me my space. Let me figure out. Let me let my thoughts marinate. Let me just try to figure out what's going on in the world, mm-hmm. how I fit in it. I remember all of those thoughts and emotions. And so now I'm at a point. The only difference is as much as I try to stay up on my schoolwork, I didn't have anybody that was really like trying to push me and say, yo, get this done. Make sure you don't miss any assignments. Make sure you get to school all the time. My mother was there, but she she didn't have that type of influence on me. So what I'm trying to do now is take what I've learned in terms of not being 
as on top of things as I could have been, particularly at that age, mm. between 14 and 18. And showing him, if you just apply a little bit more effort, the outcome and what's going to yield from your work is going to be significant. So mm-hmm. small steps equal big results. And that's what I'm trying to get him to understand. And I I know I'm driving him crazy. Like in his world, he's like, yo, this dude stays on me about this work. Mm-hmm. But I think in four years, when he gets the scholarship information and he gets the acceptances and he's like, oh, okay, this is what he was talking about, right. that I think this will be the first one of the first kind of things that click for him. And I keep telling him the kid is super smart. He's smarter than me than I was mm-hmm. at that age. Oh, they all are. Yeah. Cause I'm like the way that he's processing information and the way that he yeah. writes and the way that oh, he yeah, thinks yeah. is like, you get amazed. I, yeah. I'm you like, like, you were like, this kid came from me. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you can this kid smart. I mean, he's with my boss. <laughs> oh, damn. You know, yes, you you, you get you're in fucking awe. Yeah. In awe. And so I, I'm I'm watching him and I'm I'm trying to get him to understand that he's moving in the space and he's a grade ahead. He should mm. be he should not be in high school right now. Mm. He actually should be in middle school. Right. So he's already moving light years away from ahead of what I was moving at. So he's going to graduate probably at 17. And I'm trying to get him to understand that you are in a position that I wish I was in. You're going to finish high school sooner. Right. And if you decide to go to college, then you will finish college faster. And then that will put you in a position to start to do things at an earlier age. And as long as I'm on this planet, I will help you get to where you where I should have been right at the age that you will be right you know it's it you you say that and I'm in a u- unique position because I have my oldest who's 25 and my youngest who is 14 so the conversations that I have with my youngest I can look at my oldest now and she'll be like you know you were right so right. it right. they they're listening Right. And I and I see how my oldest moves now that I know that a lot of my droning on in the car, you know, uh, rides and, 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 and visits and parks and, and all of that other shit where she would look at me with that look on her face like, will you please stop talking? Mm-hmm. But I know some of it seeped through. Mm-hmm. It seeps through. You think they're not listening. They're listening, you know, and it's it it's. When it starts to re- reap rewards is when it's really great. Like when you start to see them doing things. Right. Right. You know, and like you say, like you said earlier, they are so much smarter than us, man. They really are. Like, yeah, this child's vocabulary, man. She, you know, and she tries <laughs> to correct me. Like she corrects my English now. Yeah. When did you say, I don't think that's the way you say it. Right. Really? Even, even the work that they're doing in yeah. school is accelerated. Mm-hmm. I, my, my daughter's in kindergarten and she's got homework. I didn't have homework in kindergarten. <laughs> you went home and drew some shit. That's what I'm saying. You, you colored your hand. Yeah. You, you colored. I'm making. I'm making turkeys with my hand, man. That's is what. That's all I can do right now. Make turkeys with my hand. Okay. I got hand turkeys on lock, nigga. I got. I can make hand turkeys all day. I'm an A student. Yeah. But she is reading. Yeah. She is. Then there's at by the end of this year. She's going to be reading chapter books. Mm. Like it's not going to be picture books. Yeah. And we're talking about kindergarten. Right? Yes. 
And, of course, they're smarter than us. And by the time she's in second, third grade, she'll be reading on a sixth, seventh grade level because she's already been reading. Yeah, for so long. And she's she's the oldest. Yes. And so you guys put more, and not to say you don't. I mean, we all we put mm. as much as we can in the second child, right. subsequent child. But that first kid, yeah, gets yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I, I, there's a little bit of guilt around that because you know when when we were doing like the baby can read videos and mm-hmm. we, were, we read to them every night, mm-hmm. but he wasn't getting the same level of right, life. right, right, right. Mm-hmm. But you, yeah. he, he is definitely surprised me because he does have his older sister and he's reading words that I had no idea he knew. Right, 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 right. Subsequent. What? Did you <laughs> <laughs> Maximum speed of 90. You know what, what I found interesting is that my youngest has a very strong command of comedy and humor. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, you have to understand language. Yeah. And you have to understand how people interpret language because if yeah. you can't tell a joke and hope for it to land unless you understand how people are going to listen or hear what you're saying. And that's based on, I think, the way that he has conversations with people. So he's not a strong reader, but his math is off the charts. Like he mm-hmm. can sit and calculate something in his mind that, mm-hmm. that even I'm like, I got to double check sometimes. Right. But my oldest, Damn super it, wait, strong man. reader, super strong writer, can articulate to the hills, but his math is is weaker. So that, it's it's yes. like they abs- they they are the opposite of one another. Mm-hmm. Right. But even in that, you have to celebrate them where their strengths are and then encourage them where their weaknesses are. Yeah. Right. And and I think it's also uh, important to teach them how to monetize their skill set and to let them know that you can do what you love and make money off it too. Especially, especially now with the advent of the internet and how things are sold and bought and, and, everything else on online you you can do pretty much anything you want to do right and i i mean i'm in awe at my my daughter's artistic ability and i'm always like yo you can make money like right now you can right be now. selling t-shirts right now and by the time nfts right nfts right now that's i told listen i tell her all the time but then you have to think about what your talent was at 14, 15 years old, and you just so busy trying to figure out the world that yeah. you cannot think Yeah, about no, that. I get it. Because my kid you understands like, metaverse. I don't understand it. I don't understand yeah. NFTs. I get it to a certain extent, mm-hmm. but that's what I'm saying. Like they are going to have opportunities. And that's what I keep telling him is mm-hmm. like, listen, don't let anyone rob you of opportunities mm-hmm. that are existing right now. And you know, try to instill in them that entrepreneurial spirit because Absolutely. College is cute. Right. But leaving with a bachelor's degree, $150,000 in the hole. That is not working cute. a job that pays you 30000 a year and your right. rent is 2000 a month. Don't add up. It just doesn't. Yeah. So you have to you try to explain to them. Education is great. Yeah. But you got to figure out, listen, how can I get there education wise in the fastest way, in the cheapest way? You know, and yeah, that's very absolutely, absolutely. That's what I'm like, yeah, you you gotta get scholarships. This this yeah, the amount of that, loans that I accumulated is out of control. Mm-hmm, of course, yeah. still paying the, them shit. The the idea of of being 150 thousand dollars in a hole and coming out and making unacceptable 
forty thousand dollars a year. It's not acceptable. Like this yeah. doesn't this doesn't make sense. Not at you all. can go you can go to a city university, mm -hmm. get the education you need because you can't just stop at, at at a bachelor's degree if if you're going into a field that is is centered around more knowledge if you're going into business you can't stop at a bachelor's degree you mm -hmm. if you're going to excel you get your master's get your right. get your mba or however you plan on attacking this or if all you need is the basic foundation to get into the field that you need to get into you you can't spend $150,000 to no do way. that there's no way based on my experience i'm totally equipped to have that conversation with them so i would definitely advise them against that like yeah. school has to be strategic yeah and you have to, if you're going to for if you're going for a degree like i i think there's some value in the idea that undergraduate studies provide you with a, a safety net where you can try a, several different things mm -hmm. and and maybe all of them fail and but you, you'll still either either have your parents to go back to or you have your dorm to go back to, but you're not going to be destitute at that point because like that's yeah. the period of time where you need to be as exploratory as as possible. Absolutely. But if you intend to just do whatever, if, if it's in the arts and, and you don't necessarily have to have a degree, I'm going to I'm going to be adamant, like, don't take on that debt unless you have uh, a free ride. If you have a free ride, go for it because mm. that that's the opportunity to connect with people and build community. Yeah. Um, and that's what I loved about college is that it was an opportunity to I, like the people that I'm really close with right now. I went to college with. Right. So you're talking about 30, 30 years of friendship and connection mm -hmm. um, that I've been able to build on. When I'm not filling up this slapping machine at 7-Eleven, I'm listening to Decoding 40 with my friends. Vashmush and Tashkush. Thank you. I'm grateful for you guys for sharing your experiences and your stories, as I'm sure the audience is as well. But if you could just uh, give one little tidbit of, of something that you learned tonight, what, what would that be? That as a group of group of men, we're all at different stages of parenthood and it's it's important that we must talk about this stuff because I think if you're in your own head too much, you take it, you, you, you can go a little too crazy with it. You can just become mm -hmm. insane and you can think that you're going one way more than the other when really we're all just trying to fucking get through life and do the best we can. And nobody in here is beating their kids and poking them with, with hot irons and shit like that. So we're doing good. You know what I'm saying? We're doing pretty good. And it's good to kind of hear other people's, you know, thoughts on that matter because it kind of, you know, it balances you out. It makes you think, okay, all right, I'm not crazy. Or, you know, I am okay. Right. You right. know, it's very important. And men don't normally do that. Yeah. You know, we don't do that. I, I would say um, I've tried to put this when I was writing it more vigorously is that wherever you find yourself as a father, one appreciate where you are in your in your progress and your process and try to be the best dad that you can based on the circumstances and based on the resources that you have at the moment you you can always strive to be better do not let anybody take you out of or or put you down to the point where you feel like you can't be the best dad that you are and if you're married and you're with the 
woman you've had these children with, don't forget each other. Sometimes, oh, sure. sometimes <laughs> you gotta say fuck them kids and live yeah. that life. Uh, and and because you you guys have to be united front. Like if you're not, kids, you know, kids are very very smart. They can see division. They can they can they try to kind of get on one side or the other, and they try to fucking manipulate situations. And you have to be united front. And sometimes you gotta say fuck them kids and go out with your wife and have a drink and kind of reconnect with each other. Hmm. Because it's 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 a war going on our side, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's a war going on, on our side. You know, these kids, listen, you know, yeah, for sure. I, I, yeah, I, I, I said quick. one little tidbit, uh, and you motherfuckers trying to go on for another say, thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I want to add this. Kind of, trying to wrap up the show, <laughs> but I, w- I want any couple to, particularly with kids, to realize or at least to acknowledge that the toughest point in your relationship is going to be, is going to correspond with the levels that your kids elevate. So as they move through school, it's going to be the toughest times of transitions for your relationship. Mm-hmm. Someone told me that when I was younger and, 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 and less mature in this marriage game, and they, they have been proven to be very true until they get out of the house or well, until they get out of the house and you're, uh, Nestor, hopefully you have done, as Vince said, had those moments of connection and built on uh, romance and, and and having a strong relationship. Because otherwise, when they leave, there's not going to be any connective thing for you to be able to continue a romantic uh, relationship because you haven't built on it. So right. continue to do that while the kids are in the house. And then when you leave, when they leave, it'll be much easier. I guess I'll leave this conversation saying that my one solitary goal as a father is to make sure that I am the example. You don't have to do what I did, but I want to provide you with every opportunity to be who you are going to be. And and that's it. And that's all you can Um, do. That's all you can do. So as we were talking about being dads, we have to show our love and appreciation for our wives who are amazing mothers and um, wish them a very, very happy Mother's Day. This is going to drop a little bit before Mother's Day, but, you know, the sentiment carries on. Absolutely. I I just want to say thank you to my wife for making me a father and for bringing two exceptional human beings into the world. Yeah, I want to say, you know, just like what Elle just said, thank you uh, to my wife for basically raising you know a a baby genius she's beautiful she's intelligent and she's all the things that my wife is and uh she's done a remarkable job as a mother and i love her and this is for her on mother's day and um and to all the mothers out there all all the mothers out there and if you still have your mom hug her and kiss her and love her and and take it to her favorite restaurant you know uh enjoy her while you have her that will be overly crowded just because it's Mother Day. Mother's exactly. Day. And the opposite will be true on Father's Day. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. We have several tables. We have several like, tables. Sit anywhere you like. Sit anywhere you like, sir. <laughs> but, sir, sir happy Mother's have, Day to my wife lobsters. and all the mothers out there. We have, I was going to say, we have the lobsters and steak on sale for Father's Day. Oh, speaking of which, I. One of the things I'm, I'm going to do is take her up to uh, Rhode Island for um, a seafood buffet. So, oh, wow. Nice. 
Happy Mother's Day. Happy, Happy Mother's, Day. Mother's Day. That was beautiful. This was a great episode. I enjoyed talking to you guys about this. I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. And we are here every Friday. So come and check us out this Friday, next Friday. And check out some old episodes as well. If you want to reach out and, and share you know, your opinion about what you heard tonight, you can call us at 619-940-4040. Leave us a message. Maybe we'll put your message on the podcast or we maybe we'll just address it. If you got a question, you got a comment, you got a concern, hit us on all socials. Hit us on Facebook, hit us on Twitter, hit us on Instagram, you know. Floor. Floor. Yeah. <laughs> That's new. <laughs> you, you, and you and you gotta share this podcast, man. You gotta yes. tell somebody about it. You're having a good time listening to what we're saying. You're getting some good information from us. Share it with somebody else. And leave us leave us a little review. Give us five stars. You know, that'll help other people find us. We we appreciate you as our audience and we hope that you can you can help us out a little bit. One quick shout out to everybody in San Jose, because apparently San Jose is heavily downloading the show. Thank you. Okay. All right, San Jose. San Jose, and uh, big up to the one person in the Russian Federation. Vladimir, I know you're listening, nigga. (laughs) Ew, Vladimir, Vlad, you're so silly. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. It's been real. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to Decoding 40. Tune in this and every Friday via your favorite platform for a new episode of Decoding 40. Go to www.decoding40.com. Make sure you sign up so you can keep following us. But don't keep it to yourself. Spread the word. Thank you for listening to Decoding 40, goddammit.